Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Welcome to the Misfits and Mysteries podcast. We are your weekly podcast coming out every Thursday where we cover everything from aliens and cryptids to psychology and history and everything in between. We are your hosts, Emmy And Steve. And when we say everything in between, we mean it. We've covered everything from Bigfoot pornography to alien abduction stories to hypnosis. Sewer gators. To the Yule ads. It's just we're all over the place. Whatever we find interesting. So join us if you're interested in anything weird or wacky. We're going to take you along this journey with us. It'll be a wild ride. We come out every Thursday anywhere you can find podcasts. And you can find us on social media. We have a Twitter and Instagram. It's at podcast underscore misfits. You don't want to miss anything that's going on. And you can check us out on our website, misfitsandmysteries.com. Stay spooky, misfits. Stay spooky. podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following strong language disturbing topics abusive opinions generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people so if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint this is your chance to turn it off hey everybody today we're gonna be talking about a subject that was actually something that was broached in the facebook group the other day by somebody, one of our regular listeners, and I thought it was a pretty valid question. I didn't really address it too much in the actual uh, conversation thread, uh, mostly because I didn't want it to get derailed. I didn't want people to start trying to make it about this and that one, because it was a, a question directed at me. And as much as I encourage discourse and conversation... It was one of those things where I thought it actually deserved a better answer than everybody getting on there, taking their sides and their political stances and just turning the whole forum into a screaming match. So I just decided to make an episode out of it instead. And the question, I think, is actually a really good one. It's a valid one. It's something I've actually thought about for years, not because I'm some great deep thinker or anything, but for whatever reason, it's just the way my brain's wired, where this is something I've been thinking about since my teenage years, to be honest. And it's it was just kind of a matter of looking at the way the world works and the way things were going and realizing at some point we were going to get to this state. The question that was posed to me is, do I think this country can unify again? Can we get together and I think there's a lot of reasons why it's possible but it's going to be an uphill struggle the country is probably more divided than it's been in a hundred years people are constantly bickering and nitpicking at each other we're fighting over every little thing that comes along there's not a lot of unity in the United States anymore and there well there are some people that are going for a more centrist, a more balanced approach towards things. The two sense that's the way our our structure politically has gone to being a left and a right extremist, the original concept of left and right had to do with charting where you stood on philosophical and political issues. You were either on the left side of the chart, 
being more quote-unquote liberal, or on the right side of the chart being more quote-unquote conservative. And then there was also there was an x-axis and a y-axis on these on these charts, so it actually moved in four directions. But left and right just became the kind of the terms. And then you were more statist or more libertarian was the up and down. Uh, and realistically, just through the the process and the way things have worked out, and we've devolved into a full-on your left or your right in a lot of people's minds, which is really not a good way to go about things. It's the division in this country has been f- just fanned and intensified by so many different outlets. And a lot of people say, well, you're vilifying the media and da 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 da. When I say things like, the things that are sometimes reported in a way such as to incite division or to drive ratings or to create controversy. And then, I, I mean, I know people that are involved in media. They're, I know some genuinely good people are out that are out there and they're trying to do good work. But at the end of the day, the majority of them aren't their own bosses. <laughs> they have to do what they're, if they want to keep their livelihood going, they have to do what they're told. There's not a lot of freedom, depending on what network or what corporation you're working for. You are working for somebody. You're drawing a paycheck, and your job is to do what your job is. Objectivity has taken a side seat for a very long time now. And and the grand scheme of things, it's actually not that long, but it, relative to the way things are, it hasn't been fair and balanced and disinterested and just looking to put out the facts in most of the major media outlets and if you look more on a local scale smaller non-national programming and things like that you're going to find better balance but even then those people all have somebody they have to answer to too which is one of those reasons why a lot of with a lot of media reporting and things these days it's a lot easier to go find people that are live streaming so you can at least see something that's not being tainted by their opinions I mean, granted, you can only see what they're seeing and what they're showing you, and if you're not there, you can't necessarily assess the situation completely accurately. But fortunately, we can go online, and while it is full of extremists and every single inch of the spectrum, there is still that ability to find raw, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, unedited data before it's had a chance to have a spin put on it. And there's a meme floating around out there that is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. It's got a picture, and based on how it's cropped, it either looks like soldiers trying to help somebody or a soldier holding a gun to a guy's head. And that is pretty much exactly what I'm talking about. And when different, particularly the large media conglomerates, are trying to say that it's not an agenda, they, they'll hand their reporters... This is what you say. This is how you're going to coach what happens. It may be fairly factual, but it's always got a slant to it. There's always an angle. And then there's also the Internet and a lot of people that are not working or working reduced hours having a lot more time to go out into this. It's always been 
there's always been a home for fringe ideas on the internet. The internet has always had its dark corners that don't really get the attention and for a long time the people that were at the forefront of the internet movement those of us that were early geeks on board we knew where okay like okay that's where the nutballs are and we left them beer we would laugh at them and as the internet becomes more and more commonplace and it's a factor in pretty much everyone's everyday life now if you're not living in a third world country and even some of the third world countries they've still got smartphones and wi-fi so realistically it's a very pervasive thing and the thing is when something like that becomes more pervasive the dark corners get smaller because they're getting dragged more into the mainstream and it goes back to I've spoken about it before where everybody has a voice the problem with that is some people really shouldn't have one because they start developing these little clusters of like-minded individuals banding together which can be an amazing good thing it can be a very progressive thing it can be a very big tool for the development of a society or a group the problem is when you take a bunch of nutballs and you f- give them the access to feed off each other they feed off each other and you get these extremist belief structures that start spreading because they're getting just amplified and getting boosted and put back out there and next thing you know we've got a country that's prior to the election the extremists on both sides were literally calling for if our guy doesn't win start getting ready for war and everybody at this point knows where I stand on these things I don't like any of the current politicians I think we should impose term limits and no guaranteed retirement for these guys that is better than a lot of this country makes as a working living I think you should do your service and then go back to whatever job it was you had before you were in the government. (laughs) I don't care if it was a government job. You should not be in a political office for your entire life. It has just led to the corruption that has caused the system to be this bad and allowed things to get to this point. And on the other side of that coin is we spent a long time as a country very uptight, very straight-laced, very square, And that's partly because this country was founded by people who came here from Europe to, they said, you know, religious freedom and all this other stuff. But it was a very square, straight-laced bunch of people. The Puritans were not called Puritans because they were open-minded. They were puritanical. It has negative connotations in today's society for a reason. And they were very harsh, very strict people that didn't allow for a lot of variation from the group you did what you were told you obeyed their laws or you were going to hell you know no do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars don't go live a happy life being true to yourself you if you got a problem and you your beliefs or your feelings diverge from what is being laid out by the elders you hammer that shit down and you pretend it never happened so we have a background and a base that has got this really uptight mindset. And we've made progress. We've gotten better about accepting people for who they are, about doing things because they are right. And but really, it's pretty hard to build an accepting and inclusive society when that's your structure that you're based off of, and that's the original founding members of the group. 
there's not a lot of forgiveness, there's not a lot of tolerance, so we have to make adjustments and we have to grow up a little bit and realize that that is just a messed up way of looking at things. Realizing that people are not necessarily meant to fit in these super tight square boxes. And I think that's a good thing. It's probably allowed... The problem is we snapped back way too hard. Instead of saying, okay, we're just going to be cool and let everybody have their own way and just kind of respecting each other, now it's, well, you're going to respect me because I don't agree with the way things used to be, and now we're going to force you to believe what I believe because it used to be that we were forced to believe what you were going to believe. It's blowback to the extreme, but the problem with it is you cannot legislate acceptance. You cannot make someone agree with you and believe in what you believe in at the point of a gun. The people who are looking for acceptance should understand that better than anybody because they haven't been receiving acceptance at the point of a gun. They've been told their way of life is wrong for generations. They've been told that's not acceptable, that's not okay. You can't force acceptance. You can't tell people you're going to say I'm alright because I said you're going to say it. And nobody's willing to just compromise and sit down and talk like grown-ups and meet somewhere in the middle. And so to address in this roundabout way with this little bit of background information, to address this issue, I've seen it coming for a long time. I've been predicting it since high school, probably. Not in the whole, like, oh, there's going to be a revolution and the country's going to tear itself apart, but just watching the two sides get more radicalized and get more ridiculously entrenched in, no, your way is evil and wrong. And the problem is both sides... Both sides want to win. Both sides feel they have to be absolutely correct. They have to get over on the other side. They have to have their way. It's, I mean, we're the country's going to pull a Thelma and Louise, except for we're not going to be holding hands when we go over the edge. And it's freaking ridiculous. So with that mindset, I've said what I'm about to lay out here and structure for literally probably 20 years at this point. I've been saying this in one form or another, and like anything else, my thoughts and my feelings have changed and matured, I think, or at least marginally matured. I've, 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 I've processed them and evolved them some, if nothing else, even if they're still juvenile ways of looking at things. And this is something I was sitting around in my 20s talking about with my brothers. But ultimately, I don't know if we are actually going to be able to snap back to having this country reunify without there being some major... There's going to have to be some major changes. There's going to have to be some massive compromises if we want to avoid the absolutely horrible shit that's down the line. A lot of people don't realize when that fracture finally becomes complete, it's going to be horrible. It's neither side is going to be happy if the other side gets their way. And there are way too many people out there that are way too heavily invested in their personal identity being tied up in what they're standing for and what they're believing in. And they are right. The other side is wrong. We are right. As long as that's the case and as long as we can't 
grow up and be a little more mature and a little more balanced is this is heading towards that cliff things are going to fall apart and regardless of how it happens whichever side winds up coming out on top the other side's gonna be like see i told you they were doing this all along and the problem with that is going to be it's going to have to, for either side to claim victory it is going to have to be a totalitarian our side is right and nothing else can possibly be victory it's going to have to be it's going to be oppressive as hell for anyone that is not towing the line of whichever side wins and people don't seem to think that's a problem because they drank the Kool-Aid they're so convinced in their own righteousness they don't see how dangerous this actually is and it's kind of a nightmare and realistically for our own future for our own survival we have to get our shit back together we have to grow up we have to make things better and in order to unify it's going to take one of a few options and realistically i don't see how any of them aren't going to come about in a shitty manner i mean it would be fantastic if we could all sit up and just kind of realize that these things need to be done and we all need to start making some compromises because no one side is going to win as long as there is somebody who's saying my side is the only way and my side is the only right way to do this there's going to be somebody else saying no you're not if it was a simple matter of cut and dry fact of this is the way things should be and this is the way things have to be that would be the way they are because it would not be a matter of opinion it would not be a matter of personal stance or personal beliefs it would just be it's and I'm I'm not some philosopher. I'm not necessarily some social pundit or genius that's got things all figured out. But to me, these things are kind of like painfully obvious. And the fact that we're kind of missing the bus on this, I mean, it hurts me in a very real way when I stop and think about these things because I look at the options and how can we get things back together. And I see there being a small collection of outcomes that theoretically could teach this country what it needs to know without some really horrible shit happening and it's honestly i'm i'm terrified the really horrible shit is going to be the direct result of things that are going the way they are so we're going to take a quick little break here let that settle in let a couple things roll through to (laughs) kind of break this up and then we'll come back for the second half when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do I think it's going to take for us to reunite and to become peaceful again? Well, there is a path that could lead us to this, and there is a thing, but we would all have to partake. We would have to, first off, the people that realize there needs to be compromise and we need to meet back in the middle somewhere, find something that maybe doesn't make everybody happy but everyone can live with, you're going to have to go to whichever side you're favoring, and start trying to rein in the extremists. 
the middle of the road has to start pulling these assholes back in check because if they are left unchecked and they are allowed to remain so vocal by their own party, I don't care which way you're leaning. If you lean left or if you lean right, but you are not on the extreme ends of things, you have a responsibility to try and rein those assholes in because they're not going to listen to anybody from the other side. They have to listen to somebody they at least think they can identify with. So if you're a moderate liberal or if you're a moderate conservative, you need to start getting these extremists under control. We need to be proactive about this. We need to get them to understand that they are never going to get their way when they are only willing to deal in absolutes. It's not going to be easy. It's not something that can just readily be done. It's going to be a painful slog through the mud to try and get there. But I really think we need to realize and get everyone else to realize nobody is going to get everything they want. Nobody is going to be completely happy with the solution. Because as long as we're only willing to deal in absolutes, there is never going to be a solution. There will always be people that don't agree with the other side. There will always be people willing to fight and willing to argue and willing to push and if you try and suppress these things, historically it has been shown, you cannot crush things and expect them to just go away. That's how revolutions start. That's how underground starts. That's how violent guerrilla tactics start tearing apart cities because that is the only approach that they are left with. Forcing everything and saying this is an absolute way things are going to be will make the situation more dangerous, more violent. What exactly is going to get us where we need to be, where we are not tearing ourselves apart and we're not facing the options of a civil war or whatever other horrible thing is going to come from this, whether it's a reversion to fascism in the name of personal liberty, because a lot of the far-left extremists that are claiming to be you know, for the people and for the broke ones and they're trying to say they're for the common man, but they're trying to enforce their beliefs through the will and the iron rule of the government? No, you're a fascist, whether you like the term or not. That's what you're doing. Using fascist techniques to, enfor to enforce your beliefs makes you a fascist, regardless of what you want to call yourself. If anything, the only thing I can say about the far-right conservative groups is at least they're willing to go, yeah, we're assholes, deal with it. They're not trying to act like they're doing it for the greater good. They're willing to admit that they're pricks. So, we have to realize nobody's going to get what they want. The second thing we need to remember is that we need to check our entitlement. You're entitled to the fruit of your labor. You're entitled to the love and respect that you have earned from others. That's it. You're not, nobody owes you a damn thing. And a lot of the problem comes from these people that think, just because it's something they want, it's something they should automatically get. It's a bunch of people that think because they can't get it on their own merit, but they still want it, they somehow just should be handed it. And a lot of people will tell me, oh, well, that sounds like you're leaning conservative. It's not a matter of leaning conservative. It's a matter of believing in taking control of your own life and your own destiny. You are responsible for the heading your life takes. You are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for your own satisfaction of desires. Nobody owes you happiness. Nobody is obligated to provide for the things you want except for you. 
And if you don't like that and you want somebody else to provide for you, you're part of the problem. And I think that extends, I don't think we should be doing corporate bailouts. I don't think the government should be getting involved in any aspects of a business other than making sure they are performing things in a safe manner and behaving responsibly and doing business in a way that is not going to cause harm to the general population. Financially, the government needs to stay out and let things succeed or fail on their own merit. You know, quality control standards, sure, that's fine. Having nutrition labels, I think, is a wonderful thing. I believe we need to have things like unemployment insurance for when things like right now happen. I think it needs to be revamped and restructured because the way it's set up now sucks, and you really can't make a living on it. You're not supposed to. It's supposed to be a temporary stopgap thing. But you should not be using this temporary stopgap and falling so far in the hole that even when you finally do get back on your feet, you can never recover from the problems that you incurred while you were on it. It's like when they bailed out the airlines. I did not agree with that at all for one simple reason. There were so many other industries out there that just as many jobs were on the line, if not more at this point. They didn't get bailouts. They did not get automatically handed checks. And every single one of those airlines that got government money, their CEOs started bailing themselves out. They started writing themselves checks, taking bonuses, taking raises, making sure they got theirs on the taxpayer dime. The, we, our grandkids are going to be born in debt the way things are being run right now because no one takes responsibility. And whether it's on a corporate level or a personal personal level. And the airlines went to the government saying, if we fold, we're going to lose our infrastructure, we're going to lose our shipping, we're going to lose this, we're going to lose that. And the thing about it is, from a purely capitalistic standpoint, the, the system that's in place, the companies would have folded. The need would have still existed. And people that had the resources and had the money would have acquired the businesses, acquired the physical assets, the planes, the service trucks, the fuel, everything, the airports, the whole nine yards would have been picked up by somebody else in a private sector with private resources, and the structure would have still existed. The government still could have functioned. They own their own fleet of aircraft. It wouldn't have had any direct impact on the government, and the government had no business sticking their finances in there because it's not their money to spend. So people and businesses and everyone else needs to start owning up, realizing if you want to succeed, you're going to have to earn it, not just go to the government with your hat in your hand. And so if we're going to get on the same page and we're going to start getting back towards something else, another thing people are going to need to realize is their feelings and the facts are not the same thing. How you feel about something is completely irrelevant to anybody beyond your immediate circle. Your feelings don't matter a damn to other people. You can't make your decisions and make things that are going to be lasting and solid on something as flaky as your emotions. Logic and reason are going to have to dictate some of these decisions and some of these policies. People are going to have to start realizing that just because they're offended by something does not mean that everyone else is going to be. They have to be a little more accepting of the fact that the only person you have a right to regulate things about that are is yourself. You can't change everyone else. You, have, you can only change how you're dealing with everyone else, 
how you're interacting with everyone else, how you choose to let everyone else impact your life. So I guess my third point about the issue is going to be we need to check our egos because a lot of people way oversell their own significance in the grand scheme of things. We have to be cogs. We're not all leaders, unfortunately. Leaders are something we're sorely lacking these days. The leadership quotient in this country has just gone in the toilet. We have talking head political figures, but realistically, they're nobody that anybody really wants to follow. They're not inspiring people. They're not people that anybody really looks to and points and goes, that's what I want to be when I grow up. It's more a case of a lot of people going, yeah, well, they'll have to do. And it's just, it's sad, and it's the truth unfortunately. Finally, if we're going to work and meet in the middle, we kind of have to come up with a few basic tenets that both sides will accept. And as much as a lot of people don't want to hear it, particularly the conservative sides of things, if you want everybody to take responsibility for their own lives and take the helm of their own ship or whatever corny, hokey-ass thing you're going to say about it, the other part of the what you need to realize is you don't have the right to tell them how to steer if you expect them to hold the wheel. You got to come towards the middle too. You got to stop trying to say, well, I don't believe in what you feel, so you're invalid. We need to stop invalidating people because of ideas we don't agree with. You got we Both sides got to give a little. The left has to realize that Nobody owes them anything beyond basic human dignity and rights. That's it. They Taking something that you haven't worked means somebody else has to work for something they don't get. There is no free source of energy. There's no free source of anything in this world. Everything is a matter of action and reaction. It's laws of conservation of energy and mass. You cannot destroy. You can only change. You cannot create something from nothing. That applies to fiscal concepts as well as everything else. You can't expect to get something without putting something in or without giving something up. And if you are getting something that you did not put something in for, someone else has to put in for something they don't get. It's really not a complicated concept. And that's something the far left and the less moderate side of the left has to come to terms with. You cannot go around acting like, oh, well, it's only fair that everyone gets the same. No, because everyone's not putting the same in. If we all contributed the same, everyone getting the same would be fair and right. Since some people don't contribute dick, they don't deserve anything. You're entitled to nothing if you do nothing. If you contribute nothing, you deserve nothing. It's a real basic tenet of the universe. Nothing is free. Nothing comes for nothing. So the left has to realize that. The right needs to pull their collective heads out of their asses and stop trying to regulate everyone's lives based on their beliefs and religious principles. And I'm not trying to say anything against religion or having spirituality or beliefs or anything else like that. What I am saying is if you want people to acknowledge and respect yours, you have to return the favor. You have to say, I understand that you do not believe the same thing I do, and I am going to allow you to believe your beliefs, and I am going to sit over here and believe my beliefs. And when we're dead and gone, then we'll see who was right. You are entirely entitled to your opinions and your beliefs. 
What you are not entitled to is forcing your beliefs on someone else at gunpoint. The whole freedom of belief and freedom to be free is kind of one of the founding tenets of this country, and people need to remember that. Whether it be orient sexual orientation or gender identity or any of the other stuff that literally has no direct bearing on your personal life, that is none of your damn business, and you need to shut the hell up. It's not yours to regulate. It's not yours to say. You have dominion over your own life, your own body, and that's it. Now, there will people that will try and say that I'm saying every, it should be some free-for-all, and it's not. We need rules. We need structure. We are not mature enough as a society to be completely unguided and unregulated. And there are always going to be those deviant issues. There's going to be the pe- creepy pedophile types. There's going to be the violent, horrible sex offenders. There's going to be molesters and rapists and general pieces of shit. I'm not saying the weak should be left to fend for themselves. And as a mature and responsible society, the strong should be protecting the weak. We should be looking out for the people who can't look out for themselves. It should not be a matter of, oh, well, they were weak and they got picked off. Believe what you want. Feel how you want. Don't try and force your bullshit onto somebody else. It's, it's not a complicated concept. It's really not hard. You want to get this country back together, that's what we need to do. We all need to learn to start minding our own damn business. What goes on in somebody else's bedroom? What goes on in somebody else's house? None of your business. Worry about your own house. And if there is a case where it's somebody who's weak and needs help and needs to be lifted out of a situation, somebody needs to be defended, whether it's a matter of domestic abuse or child abuse or someone who is incapable for whatever reason of standing up for themselves, don't do it with judgment. Don't pass your grievances and your baggage onto their scenario. Help them out because it's the right thing to do, not because... You're some arrogant prick who's going to sit there and say, well, this happened because X, Y, and Z, and therefore you're shitty. You can look into pretty much every philosophical or religious text out there has some version of just treat people how you want to be treated. You don't want somebody else forcing their beliefs on you. Don't think you're entitled to force your beliefs on anybody else. It's a really simple tenant that is so complicated in application that Like I said, we're at exactly where we're at right now. And it's going to take something really dramatic to snap this country back to what it needs to be. I mean, something really crazy is going to have to happen for people in this country to put aside all the petty bullshit and unify. And we've seen it throughout history. And honestly, at this point, with where the world stands technologically and socially... I'm terrified at how bad it would actually have to get to require a unified front. Whether it be some grand enemy that all of a sudden it's either this country's going to get destroyed by some external force if we don't get our shit together or else. And the problem is it would take something so massive. It would take another world war to get people to set their differences aside long enough to try and save our own best interests. And honestly, I'm not even sure even that would do the trick because I think if we did find ourselves in that position, the two sides would be so busy trying to blame each other and trying to argue as to how we respond to it that by the time something was, some sort of consensus was reached, it'd be too late. The enemy'd be at the gates. 
We would see tanks rolling down the middle of Main Street. We are in a bad way. What people don't realize is if we don't set this shit aside, we're not going to need a world war to end the world. We're going to end ourselves. So I guess ultimately what I'm trying to say here is if we are going to fix this country and if we are going to get life back to being something decent, it's really only going to take one thing, and that is compromise. Everybody's going to have to give a little bit. Nobody is going to get everything they want. It will never happen. I really hope we can get there without some massive catastrophe pushing us there. But I really am afraid that it's going to take something massive, maybe even global, to get people to realize the only way we're going to get through this is together. Constantly biting at each other and clawing and scratching, trying to keep everybody else down instead of trying to elevate each other is going to be the death of us all. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you get a chance, check us out on social media. There's a Facebook group, there's Twitter, there's Instagram. I Had to Say It podcast is pretty much the trigger for all that stuff. Or you can check us out online at www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to all the social media and to all the platforms that we are streaming on. And there is contact information for any of the restaurants or local businesses or musicians that we've talked to or will be talking to or anybody I have mentioned in any of the uh, previous episodes. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon.